Okay, so I had a few visions I want to talk about. The first vision I had, it actually consisted of this YouTuber. And the funny thing about it is I've been asking God. I've had visions with almost everybody I've come across. I feel like it's influential as, as far as my walk with God. And I asked Scott, like, when will I get a vision with this person? Not that I asked for these visions. They just came to me. But I was wondering why I never got a vision with this person. Even though every time I come across him, God does, you know, does kind of show me that he is anointed. So in this vision, I wound up staying at his house. And while I was at his house, it was... It's like it's weird because like half the time I was like blacked out. I wasn't even myself. And I realized a consistency in that where if half the time I'm blacked out, that means that it's not me. And somebody's using my body. So that always is alarming. But all I know is we were on his bed and I was sitting on his back. He'd have a shirt on. And like I don't really, I don't really like visions like this because like it's like inching towards like relationship type things and like I know I'm not in a relationship with him at all um I know it's nothing like that like if I ever had to say yeah he's cute or whatever yeah but that's like it's too far to say that I would actually be in a bed with him or something like that so um we were hanging out and he was kind of just he wasn't he was a cool dude he was just like it was like simple it wasn't like a lot of these visions where it's like super revealing and it's like it's super revealing of of somebody's character god usually wants to show me who they are in real life a lot of times you know i have visions like that i've had visions like that with marcus rogers i've had visions like that with um mac prags i've had visions like that with many different influential like i will call them what anointed chosen ones so it was revealing of his character but not very revealing we just hung out at his house and the main the main thing i could say about his character he's very respectful he was raised right and he is like like he's a cool laid-back type i don't want to say laid-back he's he's cool he's nice um he just kind of like had me over there like because like i guess like it was it was he was sort of protective a little bit so it was like for me to have somewhere to go and like i remember us being on his laptop and he was like talking to my family like okay well no we were talking to my family like okay we got to figure out who gonna come and get you or whatever later because i think i had been there for like three days and so my family said oh her uncle mike's gonna come and get her and he also was respectful in a way where we were in the bed and it wasn't even me because i was blacked out and then i came back into the conversation but all i know is we were talking about something and like i feel like it was escalating and then that's when he got up and put his clothes on like nah man and that's when like i, I came to like wait what was what was that what was going on like because like I wouldn't have been on that you know like I don't know what I really would have been on because at this point it's like I don't feel like he's the age that he is now in the vision like it was a couple years back if not months 
like, or here. So it don't feel like he was the age that he is now. And a lot of visions I have like that, I don't know how old I was, but I feel like I was this age, if not maybe a couple years back. So I recently just started watching him, like, in the beginning of 2020. So it was, like, or maybe in 2020 period. So I don't know. You know, we don't really have, I don't really have that history as, as far as watching his videos and stuff like that. But it's just, like, it's a small history. But regardless, all I know is I'm in his house. I'm like, this is a very nice house. It was a setup where it was a bed that was right next to a kitchen that was right next to a enclosed porched and front door or back. Yeah, that was a front door. So I'm hanging out at his house and for hours while I'm there, even days, I feel like I was blacked out. I wasn't there. And I'm kind of just like hanging out, hanging around for for a while. He wasn't even hanging around me. He was somewhere else and I was just sitting. And I feel like that was because I wasn't myself. And so he was distancing himself from me because whoever it was that was in my body was being outrageous. Like I feel like whoever this is that's walking around in my body, they do outrageous things in my body and like, it takes the right kind of person to not allow that to happen. So, clearly he's one of those people. So, we're all, so we're hanging out. Well, I'm I'm hanging out at his house. I'm just looking at his house. So, I came to a couple of times. And I came to, I was like, that's a nice, it was like this wooden, black and white swirl. Like, it was built from like a tree type um, glass seat or table. I'm like, that's nice. Then next thing I know, I had a piece of it in my hand. And that's kind of how, like, God is for me. Like, when I ask God for things, he just gives me them. Like, anytime I say, that's nice, God, just, I, I wound up with it. Or anytime I say, oh, I really like that. That's beautiful. I wish I had something like that. God will always give me something like that. That's how God is. So, I like, I'm kind of used to that in a way. But, like... That doesn't, you know, I'm not blaming God, but it doesn't negate the fact that I'm going through all of this stuff. But, like, I, I, I know why God gives me things and stuff, and I know why I'm going through this. So, or at least I think I know why I'm going through this. But all I know is um, he comes he comes to get me. We're about to go back into this room that's, like, the, the kitchen, it's like a studio. It's like the kitchen next to the bed, next to a couch, next to, I think it was an exercise room off to the left and a TV. And then right in front is a um door and an enclosed porch. And then when we come on our way out to this door, because he already knows, like I tell him everything every time I'm a, like, I'm, I'm actually, I can actually come to about the, the spiritual warfare and the demon attacks and all this other stuff that's going on in my life. I have to tell everybody that for the few seconds that I am actually awake or aware that I'm around somebody because otherwise like they know everybody's like what what's going on like what's what is this like why you know either are people in your body or it depends on the vision why is it why why are you going through these things so I have to explain you know as quick as I can or in the time that I have what's actually going on from from what I know thus far because I don't know how true it is but it feels like a lot of people know a lot more than I actually do about this situation so all I know is um I tell him what I can and 
only get a few seconds to do so because, like I said, I'm blacking out. But the few seconds I was there, he seemed like he was a very cool, respectful kind of guy. He didn't take it further, knowing that someone else is in my body. I feel like someone else is in my body trying to seduce him to take it further with me. And it would have it would have been me, my body that they were using. And he did not respect that at all. And he did not let that happen. And that was respectful. And that was a lot more I could say for a lot of people. But, um... Like, that's horrifying to know that that's really what's going on. But regardless, you know, after everything I've been through, that's probably my, I'm going to say it's my least problem. It's actually one of my biggest, one of, on, 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 like, at the height of the list. But it's so many things going on right now. Like, I cannot let that affect me because that's what they want me to be. They want me to be affected. They want me to be discouraged. They want me to give up on my fight with God. And the fact of the matter is, if it weren't for God or about God, I wouldn't be going through any of this. So to suffer um, in the name of God is to be blessed, to call yourself blessed. So I have to remind myself that that's my encouragement. But, um, so we go into this room, we go to the room, the door is knocked off the hinges, and it's pitch black dark. Every Everything is dark. Nobody's in there. The door was locked when he left. So when we come in, t- when, he went to- when he goes into there, he comes back out and he gets me. He's like, hey, come see this. Do you think this is like some demonic warfare or something? And then I co- I'm, I'm coming after him, but I'm thinking to myself like, oh my gosh, what are we going to see? And then when I saw the door knocked off the hinges, even though he closed it and locked it, I was well, he closed it. I don't think he locked it because it's another door on the outside that I believe. I don't know if it was either was locked, but all I know is um, when I come out to this door, it's knocked off the hinges, but it's sitting up on the door like somebody. It's just knocked off the hinge. It doesn't look like a demonic attack because... Like, for some reason, I get this idea. Like, if they're not just auto- automatically not using doors, then something's going to be blown off and not, like, neatly placed anything. Nothing like that. But, yes, still, you cannot categorize anything like that. So, the door is sitting up. Like, somebody took it off the hinges then, like, put it back up there. And when I come out there, I was like, Whoa. And then for a second, I'm like, wait, 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 let's not panic first. Let's think about this. Did you leave it open? Did you leave? I know he didn't leave his door off the hinges, but like, could you have left it open or something? He's like, no, I definitely closed it. So then I'm like, okay, that was, that's really, that's, that's kind of, you know, scary. So that's when he goes to the kitchen to get a knife. I'm like, don't get a knife because I know this is demonic warfare and I don't know what a knife would do. But at the same time, like, do what you feel is comfortable because, if you feel like it's not even all that of a conversation, but it's like, I, I don't get weapons when it comes to this. Like I pray, like I can't fight with a weapon. If I ever fought this fight, this fight with a weapon, I would go to jail looking crazy, and whoever it is will get away with what they're doing. Cause it's witchcraft. So and then also there's the possibility that an innocent person who's being possessed would have taken that hit. Or been, you know, affected. And it really wasn't even them. Because there's victims everywhere. Like I said, I see them sending demons. And demons bouncing off people all the time, every day, everywhere I go. 
So it's like there's so many victims, innocent people. You cannot pick up a weapon because it's spiritual. So, you know, the Bible says this battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness in the heavenly realms. And even though a lot of times I've been so frustrated enough to even get frustrated with people, even when they're being used, I realize like I, I have to be patient. I have to be patient. I'm working on that daily because it really is testing of it's testing of your patience. But I'm working on that daily because so many people are being used in so many different areas. Where it's like I get frustrated with them and it's like it's not them. Like even when I was out in Mexico, I realized that they had it set up that the hotel people would be like involved in this whole situation. And like I ended up sort of getting upset with the hotel people. I called the police and I shouldn't have done that. But at the same time, I'm also a little glad that I did because even though everybody already knew and I, I wasn't looking like I would look crazy if I ever wanted to take this to the courts. But. The police made sure they circled the block. Um, like every every time I was out, and like every thirty minutes, if not every like fifteen minutes, and I felt safer. Regardless, so it was it was a good thing, but it you know it was a it was a bad thing that turned that worked out for my good. So I do need to be patient though, you know, because it's not these people; it is the devil. But regardless when we, when we come out to the door he's thinking about going to the kitchen get a kitchen knife he didn't and then he's like so what should we do he has something in his hands not a kitchen knife though and i have this like w this little piece <laughs> of this chair that he gave me like i'm about to do something with it but i remember thinking like what am i gonna do with that like but i didn't know i was gonna do it i could and when we got to the door, I completely punked out. I was so scared when I saw that door like that. I was hiding behind him like, oh, my God, no. And he's like, you supposed to be the demon hunter. And I'm like, I am. But like, and I try to get, to, I try to get like, I try to get myself in a mindset like, you're right. I'm the demon hunter. What if I've gone through? What have I seen? Out of all the stuff that I've seen to have punked out and, and froze and been scared, like, it don't make sense. So I try to get myself into that mindset. Like, what do I, how do I, how am I now because of everything that I've seen? I don't punk out, right? But the thing is, like, this whole time I've just been praying and crying and all this other stuff. So it's like, it's not like I'm just the toughest person, but it's just like, I am definitely tougher because of it. But, um, as soon as he goes to open the door, we see a black shadow come through. And we both was like, whoa, what's that? And then we realized in the same second, like, oh, it's your uncle who's supposed to come pick you up. And then I was like, that was just, it was just an interesting turn of events because it's like, it's it's funny. It was just kind of funny to me because I'm like, wow, I usually do not even get worked up about stuff like that. And I don't let stuff like that affect me like that. But it affected me because it felt like it was about to get real interesting or real, you know, suspicious. Like, and it, it felt like it was about to be a real fight, like a spiritual battle. And it just turned out to be my uncle. So that was simple and it was cool. Then I, um, then I had to deal with my uncle very mad because he had been waiting for two hours for me. We had scheduled him to come pick me up earlier that day. We didn't know when he was going to come, but we forgot he was going to come. And he had been knocking on the door looking and trying to find us for two hours. So I felt so bad. I'm just like, sorry. 
And then I woke up right before I grabbed my stuff. So that was that vision. Um, I think I feel like God is telling me you're going to have more visions with this person, with this individual. Definitely be careful. Use your spirit of wisdom and discernment. Because now that they know that he's on the radar and he's going to be in my visions, a lot of times once I have the first vision with somebody, it'll be like, you know, the introduction and then. No, there's no telling after that because once they know that I'm having vision with this person or this person shows up in my visions, then they start to try and make their own visions and send familiar spirits in order to try and distort this person's character or distort my faith in that person or anything. Like I can't put too much on anybody because they don't want me to feel any way about anybody. And it's okay because I believe that God is teaching me to reserve my opinion anyways, which is, you know, I feel like supportive of judgment. Like, we're too judgmental as human beings, so you can't judge either way, whether it be good or bad. So, I feel like this is a test of that. The next vision. So, in the next vision, I'm with my entire family and we're off somewhere on this, like, it's like a family day trip and it's sort of like this place is like a I don't know what to call it but it's like a a lodge or something like that an open lodge but it's like a like a I don't want to say woodsy but how do I explain this like I don't know how to explain it but it's just like an event it's it's like an event center something like that no it's not center it's a bunch of different restaurants that are family owned compiled into one and it's kind of off in like the country a little bit it's sort of like in the away from a lot of different things but like probably where they're from in their part and they're in their little um in their state in their city they are they know each other they all know each other but other people that are visitors or whatever they are not like very familiar with this town this place it's kind of off it's away from the city you know it's away from like mainstream stuff i guess but all i know is we're all here it's my family it's a bar there's like a like a um a little lake where you can, we can go like swimming and it's like a jet ski and other different things and then there's like this instructor guy who is like teach he'll teach you if um how to swim or he'll teach you how to do certain uh, these different activities if that's what you want to do while you're there so i remember in the beginning once i first got there somebody gave me a bunch of money and the money was different kind of money it was like it looked like pesos to me but they were speaking English from what I can tell. So it was just a different kind of money. And so this tells me that this most likely was a different country. But somehow it felt to me like it was up north in the United States. But all I know is while we're there, like it's just this really eerie, like yucky feeling. And as I'm maneuvering through, it's all white people. And, like, my my family that's black and the people that we brought are the only black people there. And the yucky feeling, which I was not even realizing at the time because it's like I'm in a state of, I'm in a mindset in a state of God. Where it's like, 
God has placed me in, in a mindset most of the time where I'm not casting judgment on people and I'm not easily so easily affected by the things I usually would be affected by in society. Like things are rolling off of me. So I know what it is, but I'm not allowing it to sink into my heart because I don't want to take my own heart. I don't want to blacken my own heart by being affected by the different things that's going on. So in this particular circumstance, it was racism. It was a strong sense of racism. Like, I mean, really racist, like to the point where they're calling us monkeys and all kind of stuff as we're walking through. And like, to a certain extent, they're being, you know, I want to say as respectful as possible because they weren't respectful at all. But to a certain extent, they're not being soup as racist as I know that they are because we are visitors to their venue or whatever it is. So they know that we're spending our money there. But some people were very nice. Those are the people I met first. They were at the bar. They probably they probably get more of a diverse crowd than the rest. Then I go to this other side, which is like a bar slash restaurant while I'm over there. Um, I meet a few people and there's this girl who's like selling like, you know, handmade items that she made, like bags, skirts, shirts, dresses, stuff like that. And she is so nice. She's so different from them. I can tell. And she's like, I like you. And she just says it like, I like you though. Cause nobody really wants to, nobody really likes me. I guess I don't know if they like me or not, but they're just like they're not paying no paying me no mind, and it's okay because I'm like, are they supposed to? I'm just a regular person here, but I guess they're supposed to because I'm black. I don't know, but like she's like different. She's like I see you, and I like you, and like from that point on, she's like being very nice and so grateful that I'm there, and I'm just like it's something about her. And then also the guy who was teaching me the activities, he was being super nice to me. But he also had a little bit of like that side of him that was kind of like, he doesn't really like you really. So I didn't realize that people were around me telling me these things, but I could not hear them. Like I have a block on my mind where I cannot even hear the negativity anymore. So people are telling me and saying stuff to me like, If I had to look back and say and hear what they were really saying, because I wasn't listening, was like, why did she get to go in front of us? She's black. And, um, oh, you like this monkey and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, like really racist stuff. But I was not hearing them. I'm just like, you know, anytime I'm hearing certain things, I'm giving it directly to God. And God is telling me how to respond and how to be patient. Because as I'm giving it directly to God and keeping myself in a mindset of God, he's telling me like, you know, just, just say this back. And I don't even hear what they said. I did, but I didn't I didn't get the chance to respond because I gave it to God. And God is telling me to say, you know, if you want to go ahead of me, it's fine. And like, oh, no, it, that's okay. He doesn't have to like me. He's just the instructor type thing. Or like, like I'm, I don't, I didn't ever used to act like this, but I'm so grateful that God has me in this mindset and in this position because it's so much easier, like, the Lord says my yoke is easy. It's so much. I'm just trying so hard for that peace. And I'm learning how to maintain it once I get it. And when I get that peace back, it'll be an immovable peace that I am able to maintain without God having to maintain it for me. So 
that's what's going on. So he's pretty nice, but he's like half and half in a way, but he's a little bit more nice than half because he has to be diverse. Like he's, he's the instructor. So he's like, I'm sure he's, he's encountered a lot more diverse crowds. So he tells me, you know, I tell him a little bit, he's like, he's a little standoffish and he tells me, you know, don't go over there. And so he's talking about the rest, like the, it's like a cafeteria type place where they have like all the food and that, like they're known for their food. It's really good food. But like, they're not like the cleanest people, but it doesn't matter because, you know, that's kind of like the selling point of the whole place. You know, that's what makes it, you know, you, I guess you, I want to say unique, but like, that's what people are coming for, I guess, in a way. So, um, not the racism, but just like the environment and not including the racism because I don't know how to explain it. But don't you know if you go to a different country or a different place, maybe if you, you want to go um, swimming or if you want to go to... Uh, let's say you go to Japan and you go to the streets to get street food. You want to get like, you want to, and you want to be in, in, excuse me, you want to be indulged in their culture type thing. So it's kind of like the culture. People are coming for like the culture type thing. Like this will be a fun thing to do, you know, such, 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 whatever. But I don't know why I was there, but I was just there. And it was a family thing. My whole family was there. So my family is there, but they're like, they're different places. They're around me certain times, other times they're not. And they're looking at me a little bit like, uh, like not, they're not depending on me, but they're more like, um, you see this, right? <laughs> and in a way I'm like, okay, so I guess like, like they're, they're expecting me to do something about it. They are. And I don't blame them. I really don't because at the time I really like actually, I'm fighting doing something about it the entire time because it's getting there. I'm like, it's not there yet. It's not to that point where it's time. So I'm listening to God and God is like, not yet. So um, I end up going to this bar and I remember there was this girl who had like this tobacco cigarette. And I'm like, oh, can I get, can I get a puff of your cigarette? And everybody was like, ooh. Ooh, like I just that was a crime to ask her for a puff of her cigarette. And then at first she was like, What? Like she was taken aback and looking at me like I had a second head. Then she was like, On my way out, so like, oh, it's okay, never mind. Because I didn't realize like it was such a big deal to ask for that. And then that's when she was like, You know, oh, what the heck? And then gave it to me. And I was like, why would you have to say what the heck for something like that? But maybe that's just her personality. You know, some people are like that. I didn't realize, I'm telling you at this time, I did not realize how racist everybody was. And I think that was for a reason. So then I go over to the place he says, don't go over there. And I'm like, oh yeah, I have to go over there. I'm going over there. And I'm not going to stir up trouble. You know, I'm just going over there because that's where God is sending me. <laughs> like God is like, we're definitely going over there. Like, and I, you're not going over there with this attitude like, yeah, I'm in the building. 
No, it's like you're going over there like you would anytime, and it's for a reason. So I went over there. When I went over there, like immediately when I stepped in, they were like, we're not serving blackies. We don't have any food, no monkeys allowed. And when I step in, like, you know, it's like this coercing, like, no, go in and get your food. Are you hungry? Get your food. Like, and I'm like, and then there's just like this feeling like, there's no food left. We only have a certain amount of food left. And at first it was like a whole buffet of food. And then that's when I'm like, you know, I'm getting this feeling where it's like, okay, now do I do it now? It's like, nope, not now. And it's like, I'm being held back. I'm holding myself back. And because I feel I, I can feel it. It's not right. It's not the time. But as I'm going to get food, I'm like, I don't want this. I want it what was served before. And then, like, I'm thinking to myself, like, should I just not want anything based off their attitude? And God is kind of saying, like, just don't eat anything then because, you know, you might not even want that food anyways. Like, but God is also telling me, like, they're not going to do anything to your food. They're not going to do anything to you. But it's like, at the same time, it's like, if they're acting like that, if they're treating you that way, and you feel like it's a respect thing, don't eat their food. So I'm like, no, I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat because this food looks good and they're known for their food and I'm not about to let my race stop me from, you know, enjoying this experience, enjoying this food or anything like that. I'm not going to let their ignorance stop that. And it's more of a like God is like be who you would be any other time. So it's like I'm like I'm about to eat. I know some a lot of people have something against that. Like if you are not welcome, then why would you force yourself somewhere? And. Now I see that completely different. I've never seen it this way. I've always said, yeah, exactly. And I would not be there. Like, I would be somewhere else. I don't want to be around racist. I don't want to be anywhere. I'm not welcome. But at this point, it's more like, um, live your life. Don't let anything they're doing affect anything you would, or you would already do. So whatever they're doing, even if it is affecting you, don't let it, you know, or they're trying their best to affect you. Don't let them don't let it affect you. So I wound up walking. I wound up saying I want some of the other food. And they're like, I didn't make a big deal out of it because if they weren't going to give us other food, then I just wasn't going to, you know, eat, I guess. And that's when God is like, no, look over there. I look over there and they were like it's a whole plate of the other food like it's like a pork shoulder or something like that and it looked really good too but like they sat it on the floor i'm like so y'all put y'all food on the floor for y'all guess so they were like really racist when i walked into this room it's like the people who be chewing on sticks and toothpicks and stuff and they were like being so racist like and and such and such and and you know monkeys and you know all they could ever say is monkeys or blackies like I get so tired of that ignorance. I don't want to talk about them wrong because, you know, it was for a reason. Everything's for a reason. And God sees us all as people. So I got the food. I'm like, that's fine. Got the food. And I'm like, everybody's like, why would you pick that up off the floor? Why would you even eat that? Like, don't let them, you know, but nobody can be super, you know, outrageously mad because we're here at their establishment we can just go it's about like 20 of us and it's hundreds of them so nobody wants to get outraged but they're all like kind of like you know looking at me like um isn't this your cue to come in and i'm just like i don't really want to i don't really want to because it's not that like i don't want to wake them up or i don't want to you know 
show them who God is. And that's what I'm supposed to be doing, showing them who God is. But it's like, it's more like, you know, I don't want to have, I don't want to, this is this power that he's given me. This, what he's, what he's shown me and given me the power to do is not for that. It's not for that. It's not to, you know, put them in their place. It's not to, you know, some people will argue with that. Yes, it is. It is to put them in their place. It's not about that. It is not about that. If it were about proving every white person, every racist white person wrong, that's a small fight. That is a very small fight. And if we stop there, man, tragic. Because the fact of the matter is that we're the chosen, we're all the chosen nation that God chose. We're the holy people. So if it were just about proving white people wrong, what about the other nations we're supposed to lead? We have to get that in our minds. We have so much to prove to them because they're so racist and we shouldn't have anything to prove to them. They should have stuff to prove to us. Should be the other way around. And a lot of times we're fighting so hard to prove so much to them and it devalues our power. We're diminishing our own power in that. We're bringing ourselves down to a level we're already, we should be past that we're above. So I don't even want to. I don't even want to. So I'm like, if y'all are looking to me to do this, and I'm not putting this off my family because it wasn't just them. It was more of a, you know, we're expecting this type thing, type feeling. And it's like, if this is being expected because we have to put somebody in a place who called us monkeys or blackies, like... No, I'm good. I don't really want to do that because I just rather not. You know, I don't want to be. I'm just regular customer today. And every day, I just want to be regular. I just want to be another person in this world. Like, I don't want it to be all the focus on me everywhere, but I can't control that part right now. But I'm not saying I'm not grateful for what God has given me because at the end of this vision, it was definitely a new outlook on being grateful for the power he's given me and using it effectively and also using it, you know, in the right circumstances, discerning correctly. So that's when I'm on my way out with my small plate. And I was expecting to have a bigger plate. Like they cooked a lot of food, but they had put it all up when they saw the black people coming. It was sad. Like, there was this guy who was sitting on a stool who looked me dead in my face and said, monkeys. And I was just like, wow. Like, what did we do to you? But, like, not even that. It was just like, that was that was wrong. And, like, nobody was saying anything because I'm not, I don't want to say that I am in control, but I wasn't allowing them to say anything. Because I'm just like, you know, we know what's going on. And, like, to argue with them and to go and to make this a, you know, to make this negative would be the wrong way to go. So nobody's saying anything. They're just waiting like, when are you going to do something about it? And I don't want it to be like that. Because it's not that I have to do something about it. If I do it, it's for God's kingdom. Nothing is about us. Nothing is about me. It's about God. So all I know is I'm on my way out with my plate. And like all I know is my plate, like something keeps trying to knock my plate out of my hand. Like, something keeps trying to knock my plate out of my hands. I'm, like, holding on to, like, what is this? Pulling my plate away. They're so mad. Like, all you care about is food. All you care about is food. And it's, like, 
it's not all I care about, but I have been, like, I do love food, but, like, I always think about that scripture that God is their belly and, like, you know, all this other stuff. And I, I try to be very careful with that. But I think as far as the food thing, like, food brings me joy. And there's also a scripture that says to eat and to drink and to be merry is what, you know, God's gifts to this earth. So there's a lot of scriptures, you know, that's what we're supposed to do in our days here. But at the same time, you're not supposed to put food over God. And I never do. So I know that I'm okay. So I'm thinking about this food and I'm holding my plate and I'm trying to put it in a bag. But it's like I'm also trying to get out of here quick because they are like it's so many different like negative words and different things going on to the point where they're all arguing with me. I mean, they're all just saying so many outrageous things. And it's like I'm supposed to be doing something about it but at the same time it's not the time yet god god is holding me back not yet not yet not yet so it's like it gets to that point where when you get really mad and you can't do something about something you want to cry but like i can't cry because god's like don't cry you're going to do something about it but not yet so i'm in that weird middle stage where like i'm having to learn how to get used to but it feels so i hate the feeling i strongly dislike the feeling because it feels i'm being pulled in two different directions like hold off yet don't do nothing about it but also don't feel like you you can't do anything about it or you're not going to do anything about it and that's a weird middle stage i don't know how to feel about that so i'm on I'm, I'm my way out and everybody's sitting around the, my whole family is sitting around and they're on stage and they're being super racist they're even on stage like blackies and all kinds of stuff and everybody's laughing and that's when I'm on my way out and I, I I walk past my head down, kind of like covering my face. Like, oh, I'm ready to go. And everybody's like, oh, you're not going to do nothing. We're just going to leave. That's what you're here for. And I'm just like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. And I'm holding myself back because I know that God is telling me not to do anything yet. So they call me up on the stage. That's when it was like, and Paradisia. And they call me up on the stage. And when I get up there, they're all like laughing and being racist and I'm like still not letting it affect me because I can't I'm holding myself back the whole time and that's when you know she's like you want something and she pulls out an old dirty sweater like it's in it's this college sweater and I'm like oh I like that sweater thank you and I was about to take the sweater and then it was like oh no not that actually and then that's when a girl who actually recognized me from earlier who was like I like you you know, came in, who was nice, who was extra nice to me and like bringing me water, all kinds of things. There's a scripture in the Bible that says that um, if someone even brings one of um, Christ's disciples or uh, someone in the name of Christ about a, a glass of water, they have counted themselves into heaven. And so it was a light shining on that girl like the whole time. So she came up and she was like, here, I'll. I um brought you um some new handmade skirts, you know, it was this handmade sweater and a handmade purse. Um, I was like, Oh, I like this, I like that, I'm picking out different things I like and then she's looking at me like nudging her head like, you know, they're waiting on you to do something. I'm assuming that she knows who I am. So I'm like, not like this. God would never want me to get on stage and be like, look, you know, like he was never like that. Jesus was a servant. He said, take the lowly places and then ask to be and then wait to be brought up to 
um, high places because it's better to take a lowly place and be brought up to a high place than to take a high place and be told to go to a low place. So Jesus is not like that, you know, and I couldn't I couldn't do it. And what's also been on my heart lately is I, it's, it is hard for me to go against the goals. It is hard for me to kick against the pricks. Meaning it's hard for me to not be who I am, which is who God has trained me up to be. So it was just natural for me. And then I, I wound up going to sit in the crowd because what am I supposed to do? Be on the stage like, hey, everybody, like put on a big production. Like, I am not an entertainer. So I went and I sat in the seats with everybody else, but everybody was still sitting around. And then that's when God was like, now, do it now. And then all I know is like, like I was like, I did something. I don't know what it was I did, but it's what I do daily. And it's like. I'm calling on him, I guess. I'm calling on God. I called on God. Next, you know, everybody got quiet. Whoop. Everybody got quiet. I heard a couple of different things. And that's when my family starts saying stuff. Destiny was like, I heard them say, um, yeah. And um, sort of like, we're like, we're working on not being haughty. We're working on not being arrogant, prideful. Any of those things, especially when it comes to waking up other races about the race of God, because that's what happened immediately. Once I called on God, they saw him as black. They wanted to deny it. But then God started thundering down from the sky. And that's when um, the, the people were like mouths dropped open like. Oh, you know, a few people were like, I don't know him anyways. And then uh, other people were like, well, I'm going to hell. And then most people were just like silent. They had nothing to say. And when he thundered down, he said something to me too. He said something to me that broke my heart. He said, I'm disappointed in you. This is not what you're supposed to be using your power for. This is why I told you to do your work. Because I said much more than what needed to be said. I didn't only reveal God and the truth about him. I revealed a lot of different things. I didn't realize that it's not like I'm working so hard, but I'm not there yet to where I haven't tailored everything that I reveal. Sometimes I'm revealing a little too much. And it's like certain people are helping me with it but they're not supposed to be there helping me with it I'm supposed to be doing it on my own and since they're helping me with it they're a little harsh they're a little more harsh than I should be and they're you know revealing things that don't need to be revealed or they're saying things that shouldn't be said in God's name with my power or with the power God's given me and that's so wrong you have no idea how wrong that is because God when he came in it made him look bad because they're thinking like, so this is your God. Your God is allowing you to talk to people like this and do things in this way. So I have to apologize now. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's too late. You already did it. And it's like, it's not too late, but it's like, you already done that. And God is mad. He's so disappointed in me. I wake up crying because like I'm so upset with how disappointed God is in me and plus he showed me that I hurt somebody I hurt somebody I hurt many people with that and he's mad he's so mad and he's like this is why I tell you to do your work 
Because if you had done your work, you would be able to tailor it. You would be able to... um, you will be able to, it will be perfected. It will, you will be able to do it right. You wouldn't be hurting people's feelings. You wouldn't be doing it wrong. You wouldn't be calling me down from heaven to support ignorance. Because the way that you did it was just wrong. It was wrong. The way that I did it, it made me feel like I was getting them back for calling us monkeys and blackies. And that's not the way we do things. It was more, we're supposed to have a righteousness about ourselves. We're not letting things like that affect us. We love them anyways. We want them to go too, despite whatever it is that they're doing. See, all sin is equal. Even though they are racist and they're judging people by the color of their skin, the Bible says not to do that. The Bible says not to do a lot of different things. And if we're comparing who's more right or wrong, we're all wrong. So that's what God was upset about because we're treating them like you're white. You're not going to heaven. That's absolutely not true. God loves all his people. Yes, he's black, but that should not matter. It matters, but it doesn't. And he's tired of it being a race issue because that is a divisive tactic of Satan. That's not something that he does in heaven. They don't do that in heaven. So... It was embarrassing to be a representative of him and to be representing that. And it was so disappointing that I couldn't like I couldn't shake it. Usually I can apologize. I can say I'll do better. I can focus on doing better and I can think about how I'm going to do better. And I could, you know, work towards it with my heart and my mind, like grow and apply things in my heart and my mind to move forward doing better. I couldn't like I couldn't make up for this for for a while. He was upset. He was so upset. He was disappointed in me. And it's like, I understand why. That's why I didn't want to. But at the same time, I can't say that. He's like, no excuses. So, like, I feel so bad. But they're like, so what? They can walk it off. They were racist hillbillies anyways. And I'm just like, this is the haughtiness that God does not like. He does not like that attitude. He does not he does not like the arrogance in this revelation of who he is is not for that. It's not to, you know, show white people who's boss. Like, come on now. This is if that was if that was that would probably one be one of the reasons why we we fell from grace as the chosen people with that kind of attitude. We don't we we don't operate on the same level as them because we are not on the same level as them. And if you really want to prove that, then you have to act like it. And acting like you have to prove something to them is putting them on a lower level. Excuse me, putting us on a lower level than even they are on. So it's sad, but that was the second vision. The third vision, I was in some, like, super nice hotel with my dad and my brother and our family. And I had I was riding around in, like, a mini car type thing around the hotel. And, like, all my keys and stuff fell out of the car. So I ran back to go get the keys and stuff. But my clothes were so tight and so short that my personal, you know, my 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 body parts were about to pop out of my dress and it was not it was not cute and then that's when um 
I run and get the keys and everybody are like, you know, we know who you are and all kinds of stuff. Like you you dropped your keys here, you dropped your keys there. Then when I go to get the keys, there's so much stuff I cannot find it. And like I'm panicking and like, oh, your dad's going to be mad about those keys. Your dad is mad about those keys. So my dad comes up and he's cursing me out. He's like, you dropped the keys. You lost the keys. See, this is what I'm telling you. This is why I told you to do this. This is why I told you to do that. You all over the place. And I'm trying to get food. You trying to get food. And we trying to get in the room. And you just lost the keys. And he's cursing me out. At this point, I'm so used to being cursed out by everybody. But it's like, it still, it affected me. And I don't know why it affected me. Which, which shows me I have work to do. Because I should have maintained... That is what I was meant. I was meant to have. This is another test, I believe, from God. Like, um, obey thy parents, because my dad was cursing me out, and even though he was overly cursing me out, God didn't feel like it was like super disrespectful. God felt like it was a little much, but he didn't feel like it was super disrespectful. God didn't feel like that. I asked him. He was like, uh, "That's your dad," but. I felt like it was. I feel like it was way too disrespectful. I feel like that's I'm it's a pattern in that. I feel like it's such a pattern in my life where I'm I'm constantly being cursed out like that in front of a whole bunch of people being humiliated in front of a bunch of people by him when he's talking to me like that, but he tells me that he doesn't want to talk to me like that or treat me like that or be that kind of be that man in my life because then it'll teach it'll teach me that that's how I'm supposed to be treated by men. But yet he still does it. So it's like, I I don't feel like God should agree with that. I'm not saying that God did, but he definitely did say, that's your father. So you're wrong. You know, and I was frustrated. I, I was only wrong because I said something back and I started cursing him out back. But and that's what I need to grow past. That's the that's what I'm supposed to be growing past. So that was the last vision. Me being cursed out, humiliated by everybody once again, but my dad. But realizing, like, how wrong, because I remember at one point in my life, I never felt wrong. I didn't feel wrong for cursing him back out. At one point in my life, I felt like I could, I should have done you worse. Who are you to talk to me like that? But there was also one point in my life I would never, ever raise my voice at him. I knew better. So... I'm more like in the in-between of that, like where never raise my voice at you. I won't base off of respect or I shouldn't base off of respect. But at the same time, you're, you go far. You you want to humiliate me. And it's like, why should you be able to do that? I'm an adult. Or at least I think so, but I have a lot of growing to do. But regardless, you know, I realized that that was a test of God. It wasn't even about, it's about obey thy parents, but it's more so like if I'm bringing you to higher levels and I'm elevating you to a point where you're going to be a more respectful woman and know how to handle yourself in certain situations and you're still doing things like that, like cursing your dad out in front of everybody, don't say anything to him. Let him curse you out. It doesn't matter how humiliating, it doesn't matter what he does, whatever, let it go. You know, you know where you are in your progress and you need to get your like you're not there yet. And so that right there was the most hurtful part to me. Like, I think that I didn't do so well on these tests. 
It was three of them. But I do think I still passed. I still passed. So I'm grateful to God. And when I woke up from the second test, like it was such a revealing of so many different things that's going on. Like I've been asking God what's going on, what's going on, what's going on so much. He had pretty much had revealed that to me by the second um after the second vision. So it was just feeling like thank him. Just thank God. Be so grateful for what he's doing in your life. And I just started listening to gospel music and I'm just so thankful to God and just start crying. Like thank you God for being being you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for loving me. Like, I'm just so grateful to God. So, even though it's very hard to break old habits and to grow out of different mindsets and to be the woman that God, you know, sees me as being, I'm getting there. And progress is being made. And I realized, like, I wanted to happen a lot sooner than at the pace it's actually going. Doesn't mean that it can't, but it's it saddens me to see that, like, I have so much work to do. To want that to happen so much sooner. But that was three visions. And I feel like this very, they're very important because they're going to have, like, you know, when visions are significant. And I've had a lot of visions lately in these past few days that were somewhat significant, not significant at all. And then these ones were very significant. So I know they'll play a big part. And when I look back, and I, I, you know, gain insight, gain further insight from further information, whatever in my journey. But, you know, there's something there that I'm going to realize later. I've been realizing a lot of things from, from past visions. And it sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it doesn't. But I'm grateful for these visions. I'm grateful for God. And it's definitely a certain amount of gratitude like, and a, a certain amount of responsibility that came with these visions like it's it's really putting me on another level of realizing like my responsibility to this power like I use it daily and I'm I'm I am trying to be responsible but I'm telling myself I'm trying my best I'm working very hard and nobody understands being in this position but the reality of it is that's not enough that does that just doesn't cut it that's that's not a good enough excuse like it's I am this person, I am in this position, I have a responsibility, and I cannot play over this. This is God, like he could take it back, but that still wouldn't negate what was already done, like I can't take back what I'm doing with this power, so I have to be very careful, and he's telling me that daily, be careful what you use your power for, and this vision was just so revealing on how, in the past, I have been misusing it. I really have, even though I have the right intentions a lot of times, I'm slipping and that's why I need to work hard. I need to do the work.